Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. Hear now the word of the Lord. Finally, be strong in the Lord and put... Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers and authorities and cosmic powers of the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. So that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. And to that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in change. chains. Pray that I may be, declare it boldly as I must speak. This is the word of the Lord. Please remain uh, standing and join me in the Shema as we assume uh, Jesus said in his day. You will find it in your bulletin. Shema Israel. Adonai Elhenu. Adonai Ahad. Hear, O Israel. The Lord is our God. The Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, before I start this morning, and please be seated, I would like to say that today is Don and John's 46th wedding anniversary, and we should give them a great round of applause. That's a major and a magnificent accomplishment, and uh, congratulations. And congratulations to all you great fathers out there. And it's also the first day of uh, summer, so we've got a lot going today. In contrast to what has been happening in the Carolinas this past week, I would like to spend some time with you to talk about three young men. Three young men who just happened to be soldiers. Three young men who are deemed worthy in the eyes of God. The first soldier. Once upon a time, many years ago, when I was young and was living in a different body, I was an infantry platoon leader. I had a platoon of about 40 soldiers. We worked hard. We trained hard. Some of them played hard. We knew what we were doing. And I remember those days, it seemed like we used to run a lot. We ran five days a week, two miles on Monday through Thursday. That's a pretty easy run for a young person that's in good shape. But we ran five miles on Friday. 
And what made the Friday run difficult was about a third of it was a hill. And that hill, about halfway up, turned into a mountain. And we called it Agony, Agony Hill. And we ran Agony every Friday. Now, we had a young soldier in the platoon that was a great runner. And when he would run, he always had a smile on his face, kind of disgusting, actually. And I used to run alongside of him, and one day I asked him, his name was Moses, I said, Moses, how is it that you run the way you do? And he said, oh, sir, it's so easy. He said, God picks up my feet and I put them down. It's just like running downhill all the time. Praise the Lord. I said, well, that's nice. Later on, we were running, and I was struggling. I was about halfway up. We were about halfway up agony, and I was thinking, I'm not going to make this run. And Moses was watching me, and he knew I was struggling because I was out of step. I didn't have any rhythm. And he turns to me, and he says, those that wait on the Lord needn't worry about growing tired. I said, Moses, I don't need that. And he said, well, why don't you just ask the Lord to lift up your feet. And I thought, why not? And so I started up that hill, Lord, lift up my feet. I made the run. And when it was over, Moses said, it worked, didn't it? You know, I still do that. I have a hill in my neighborhood. You'd never guess what I call it. I can't run it anymore, but I walk up Agony Hill. And when I get about halfway up now, I say, Lord, lift up my feet. We were running up Agony one day, and the platoon sergeant yells out, Moses, is God running with us today? And Moses said, every day, all the way. And the platoon picked up that chant, every day, all the way, and we ran to the top of the hill. Running Agony wasn't about running. It wasn't about conditioning. It was about bonding and teamwork and taking care of each other. The rule for running agony was very simple. Everyone will make the run. No exceptions. If you stumble, we will support you. If you fall, we will carry you. We will all get to the mountaintop and we'll do it together. Moses was always one of the first when someone is in trouble. He'd run up alongside of him. He'd touch him and he'd say, I got you. And God has you too. You know, I don't remember Moses for the fact that he was a good soldier. He was. He was a model soldier. I don't remember him for the fact that he could run. I remember him because he had courage to witness his faith every day, all the way. Moses is seen as worthy in the eyes of God. Second soldier. Ten years later, I found myself on a fire base in Vietnam, in the middle of the jungle, mountaintop. I had the luxury about every six weeks of going down to the big city of Da Nang, to get an intelligence briefing so I would get the big picture. 
and also got to go to the Corps Commander's briefing. And I delighted in that because it was a part of civilization. I walked into that briefing room, and this was an update for this three-star general, and there was about 80 people in there, soft seats, fluorescent lighting, air conditioning, hot coffee, cold water. On Firebase, we normally had cold coffee and hot water. It was incredible. There was a chart up at the front on the little briefing stand, and they never briefed that chart. And that chart said KIA, WIA, and MIA, and then numbers. Killed in action. I still remember the numbers on that chart that day. Killed in action, 8. Wounded in action, 12. Missing in action, 0. Nobody ever talked to the chart. I think it was just there to remind us of some of the consequences of war. We went through the briefing, and when it was over, the Corps commander kind of customarily turned around to the chaplain, and he would say, Chaplain, you got anything for the good of the day? And the chaplain would normally say, No, sir, amen, and that was the benediction, and we were out of there. On this day, he turns and says, Chaplain, you got anything? And he said, I do. And he got up and walked to the front of the briefing room, and the rest of us were all saying, Oh, man, he's going to give us a sermon. And the chaplain waited until it was absolutely silent, and then he said, Bobby Collins was killed yesterday. He was closing with the enemy when he died. He was an infantryman. That's what they do. They close with and destroy the enemy. His platoon carried him off the hill. He was 19 years old. He's one of those numbers. What I want you to remember, because he's not a number, he's a soldier, and he has a name. Today, tomorrow, sometime this week, I want you to go into your Bibles. And I want you to read the first three or four verses of Isaiah 43. And he left. And the corps commander looks down at the floor for a long time. He stands up and he said, Amen. And walks out. I couldn't wait to get back at the firebase. I got a helicopter ride out. I got the firebase about 10 o'clock the next morning. Landed in a swirl of dust. I got off of the helicopter. These guys are standing there. They act like they're happy to see me. And I told them, I said, I've missed you ugly, stinking guys. Somebody get me a cup of that good gold coffee. I went to every firing position that day and every bunker. And I shook hands and I patted people on the back. And we laughed, and I called them by name. I wanted them to know, I know your name. I know you're not a number. We laughed, and we had a good time. That night, I went into my little bunker, and I was sitting on my beauty rest cot, and I just 
happened to think I haven't done my reading assignment that the chaplain gave me. And I went to my notebook and I'd written it down. First three or four verses of Isaiah 43. I didn't have a Bible. I couldn't find it. So I went over to the command booker, pitch dark. I walk in and I said, I know we have a Bible in here someplace. And one of the kids said, it's up on that shelf. And sure enough, there was a Bible. And I said, whose Bible is this? And some kid in the corner said, I think the Gideons left it the other day. And everybody laughs. And I go over to the corner of the bunker and sit on a stool and start thumbing through trying to find Isaiah. And I, and I found it. And I read the Scripture. And it's God's promise. And it says, Do not be afraid. I will save you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through deep waters, I will be with you. Your troubles will not overwhelm you. And when you pass through fire, you will not be burned. The hard trials that come will not hurt you. For I am the Lord your God. You are precious to me. I love you. And I give you honor. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I didn't know Bobby Collins. I'm glad I know of him because he changed my heart as far as soldiers were concerned. I saw them in a different light. I saw my role as a leader to them in a different light. Bobby Collins was seen by the Lord as worthy, and he called his name. Last soldier. I had to send some kids to the desert storm, and one of those kids ended up in a tank leading the first tank in the column of an armor unit moving to a blocking position to stop one of Saddam Hussein's retreating divisions. They came to a roadblock and a minefield. They couldn't get through it. This kid gets out of his tank with two crooked members, and they clear that minefield in the dark with snipers shooting at them. Three days later, Secretary of the Army awarded him a silver star. He was a hero. I talked to him a few days later. I said, why did you do that? He said, I knew how. I knew what the problem was. I was trained to solve it, and I did. I said, well, you're a hero. We're proud of you. I'm glad you're in this position. And I turned around to walk away from him, and he said, I wasn't afraid, sir. I said, I know you weren't. He said, no, I really wasn't afraid. He said, I had heard about the full armor of God all my life. Always kept it in Ephesians 6. And I put it on that day, and I still got it on. And I think I'm going to keep wearing it. Gosh, he's worthy in God's eyes. He did what God told him to. He armored up. These three young soldiers taught me a lot. They taught me about some fundamental truths. One, God protects us. He tells us where the armor is. All we have to do is put it on. Two, we're never alone. We're either supporting somebody or we're being supported. 
It works on the battlefield, it works on running Agony Hill, and it works in this church. Three, God's always with us, all the way, every day, and He knows us by name. He asks us to do two things, love Him and love our neighbor. And if you can do that, you lead a worthy life. Amen. In response to Tom's powerful word from God, let us pray together. Loving God, you teach us, you lead us, you protect us, you forgive us. In life and in death, we belong to you. We long for your Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our walk with you. Give us joy, peace, and patience as we strive to follow your teachings and we work to carry out your will. Amen. Our closing hymn is indeed, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. Let us stand up and sing the first stanza. benediction, we will offer Holy Communion here at the chancel rail. And as we prepare to go back into the world from this holy place, let us go as worthy sons and daughters of God, that we may carry forth the banner of Jesus Christ and be worthy not only in God's eyes, but in the eyes of others, as we show them how to love God and love one another. Let us go with this ancient blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.